I don't think you will stop making <laughs> albums until Wallahi your pension age. I mean, one of them. You know it is. Nah, you're, you're bugging. No I, way. I, not no, in a bad way. I don't, I don't say the musical for No, no, no. You're no, making no. I just think every album will explore his interest. Like, That's my point. It'll be like cosmic funk. Cosmic funk. Modal, <laughs> modal jazz. Modal jazz. You know what I'm saying? Bit of Afro beats. Bit of Afro beats. You know what I mean? Like, oh, avant-garde Afro beats. There we like go. Like live instrumentation. And, and my that, piano, depending on where he wants to take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New age. There we go. This guy here. This guy's dropping crazy. It's had his first 16 years. Give me this Coltrane bag. Give me this Prince bag. His Sun Ra bag. His Free Stacks bag. Take Coltrane bag. His Marvin Gaye bag, his D'Angelo bag, his Pino Palladino bag, his Aquarius bag. Yo, Pino Palladino. His Bilal bag. Pino Palladino. Is Need I go on? No. What's going on, world? Welcome to episode 85 of the Rhymes Like Diamonds podcast. We boys, Peter. Yo. Mohammed. Yo. Myself, Yemi. Back again. Boys, how we do it today? Blessed, bro. How are you, man? All good, all good, all good. Mohammed, yourself? Chilling, chilling, chilling. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Amen, amen, amen. Shout out to Drake's in the cut as well. Big up Drake's. Big up, big up, big up, big up, big up. Big up everybody listening and watching. Shout out to the SoundCloud Massive, Spotify Massive, Apple Podcast Massive, Amazon Music Massive, the Google Podcast Massive, the Stitcher Massive. We got a few more Massives now. Cast Beam as well. I see you guys. Yeah, big up all of you. We've been introduced to a couple new platforms and we're there so wherever you know a podcast is podcast service is we're there so big up to all of you listening and watching shout out to youtube massive as well subscribe um yeah man we're just gonna get straight to it um actually no how your week's been boys it's been all right bro been watching a lot of game of thrones right finally finally you know i mean um, been working out quite a bit hmm. meditating a lot diving back into yoga as well Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good, man. Downward facing dog, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's difficult, huh? Mm. It really is. But yeah, man, I've had a, a very busy week, but yeah, it's all good. Okay. And so, you, so you guys just laugh at me when I do yoga, yeah? I want to laugh now. <laughs> it's the idea of you, no, man. You're, 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 I'm not the tallest, isn't it? You're, you're like six I'll foot. I'll be honest with you, yummy. Downward, yeah, I mean, yeah. six foot brother doing downward facing dog. It just looks funny. There's it? actually a worse position than downward facing dog. It's called the puppy posture. Okay, oh, I, what, what, what I haven't gotten onto that yet. What are we doing here? Man? Big up Adrian, but I'm not there yet. Big up Adrian. Listen, when you get there, you let me know how that goes. What's it called? Puppy posture. You so basically get um, your uh, your elbows on the mat and then you slide your knees back and you essentially arch your ass and, you know, <laughs> without getting too graphic. You feel a breeze. That's what I'll say. It's good, man. I, I think I think it's really useful, man. It's a good I'm way sure. to like align your chakras and that and just, you know what I mean? Bring that inner peace and that. I believe you. And depending on the type and of work, yoga you it's do. It's a good workout too. Exactly. Depending on the type you do, you could do power yoga. That's very much a workout. Mm. Trust me. I'll take your word for it. I'm There's never loads do of it. different types, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Like Kundalini yoga. The loads. Bare stuff. Pilates as well, which is basically more aggressive yeah. yoga. Yeah. I'll take you as word for it. Everyone do yoga. It's good for you. Yeah. Mohammed, how's your week been? I'm doing man. Been chilling. Just been busy. Just been working. Yeah, just been working, man. Been non-stop, honestly. Been, yeah, it's been non-stop since Christmas. Always non-stop for you. I've got a new leave coming up, man. I can't wait. It's just this Christmas period is the busiest period at work, so. Is it still Christmas? Yeah, man. Until the end of Jan. Pretty much Christmas. Fair. It's childish, man. But making that yeah, condition, just, though. We move, we move. So yeah, just, just been working. That's about it, really. I can't lie. Arsenal working. Modric's a skip. Off of that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because obviously the last episode you said he was going Arsenal. And I did like a dick. That aged terribly. Yeah. He's a whore. Okay. He's a skip. Skip and a whore. Yeah. Can't lie. Because everything was agreed. Chelsea came in with something stupid, and he got robbed. But we move. My advice to you now would be to stop making predictions because they might not always come true. So don't say anything about Saicedo. 
it might not happen. Yeah, let me shut my mouth. There you go. But if we win the league, block me forever. Yeah, we might we might be the end of this podcast. I can't even. Oh, I cannot wait for that episode day. See the day we win the league title. It might be the end. Oh my god, that might be the day we fight. Yeah, in fairness, I can't lie. And you might finish seventh that season. Everything's amazing. But let's get it cracking. I'm not even trying to be in Europa League. But um, yeah, mate, how's your week been, man? Yeah, it's been good. Uh, very busy. Very much yoga as well. I'm doing um the 30 day uh start of the year mm. uh series that Yoga of Adrian always does. Shout out to Adrian. Um, I'm on day. I did toy day 25 today. Mm. So uh, yeah, always good. Um, work is work. Yeah, man. Just here. Happy. Ready to pod. Let's do this. Let's, Let's do it. Cracking. Right. We're going to start with a topic that... Are you going to ask what we've been listening to? I mean, we can if you want to. Yeah, man. What, what have you guys been listening to? I've been listening to a lot. Um, I've listened to... I've got, I made a list. I listened to uh, Lil Yachty's new album. Um, let's start here. Now, obviously, Little Yachty is kind of annoying. Um, kind of makes annoying music. But this new album um, was actually really good. Um, it's not like trap or anything like that. It's like essentially Tame Impala-esque psychedelic rock type thing. And it's actually really good uh, musically. Um, so I was very, very pleasantly surprised by that. So shout out to Little Yachty. Um, yeah, very, very good. Um, I listened to Sam Smith's new album, Gloria. Um, good pop slash dance album. I didn't um, know you were a Sam Smith fan. Neither did I. I'm not really. I listened to their first album when that came out, but since then I haven't really paid attention. But this one, I was like, all right, let me check it out. And you know, it was decent. They can sing really well. And you know, shout out to Sam Smith. Um, and obviously, I'm listening to the GOAT, Ice Spice. <laughs> her, 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 yeah, yeah, we her, need to get into her, yeah, her, her situation with Ice Spice. Like. Man. Did you see the way he looked at me? <laughs> yeah, I saw. Yeah, the goal in it. The God, Ice Spice. But yeah, now you know what it is. <laughs> what is it, man? He's about to lie. Obviously, shout <laughs> to Ice Spice. Very great to look at. But also, there's this narrative on Twitter going around that everything she touches turns to gold. And I'm basically just going in on that that whole narrative, and it's mm. very fun. There was one tweet, and I think Mo Cole tweeted it on the um on the pod page, where they basically said um her marketing team deserves a raise. It make they're making it seem as if she made Illmatic. She dropped mm. Illmatic. I quote tweeted it from the pod saying she did though, and then this guy said this is egregious, bro. It's disgusting. Um, do you know what you've yeah, done? Everyone's <laughs> everyone's basically comparing her to like all of the greatest rappers to ever do. And, and your cool it's, it. it's just it's just funny. Mm. Yeah, for shits and giggles, yeah. Um, how, yeah. many, how many songs has she released? She released she released an EP called Like, and that was five songs, including Munch, which was like the big one that made her viral, Bikini Bottom, and In Her Mood. The fact um, that you know these titles annoy the fuck out. Why? It's so random. Well, just because I'm hip to the streets. Is that what you call it? I mean, that's what it is. And she dropped the album? EP. No. But after, before that, I think she dropped maybe another four or five before Munch dropped. Mm. So she's building up a catalogue. She signed to Universal, so they dropped her, her album. I so the songs that she's released in the EP, have they been received like well? Yeah, very well. Um, she just makes fun music. It's mm. like a cross between like drill, a little bit of trap. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's good, enjoyable. Like for the girls, I imagine it's like booty shaking music, and for the man, them sometimes you can just pop your head. All right. So yeah, I'll leave it there. Uh, well, thank you to our Ice Spice correspondent. Thank mm-hmm. you. Now to Mohammed. Catch up with you in about two weeks. Uh, me, I've been easy. Honestly, I ain't been listening to anything too, too different. Um, 
I've been listening to the person I quoted on today's music, that Somali artist, Kowali. Just because I found him on Grand Daily. Okay. I was like, All right, let me check him out. And then I enjoyed it. But besides that, it's been very much... I went back to retrospective, because why not? Mm-hmm. Greatest rapper in the UK ever. I'm just keep, been keeping it easy this week. I ain't listened to too, too much. Honestly, it's been an easy week for music to me. Okay. It's been busy, man. What about you? Um, I ain't been listening to too much either, to be honest with you, man. I listened to... Um, on my way, I was listening to Faith Evans' first album. Um... I'm listening to Marvin Gaye had a he had an album called Trouble Man, which is like a soundtrack to a black exploitation film. Been checking that out and um a bit of Jay Paul. Oh. Yeah. Went back to his um leaked album. And yeah, it's been vibing to that. It's been an easy week for you. Sit, man. I didn't know you liked Jay Paul. Of course you did. Did I? Yeah. Because when you worked at Excel, I was asking you to like, you know. He was. Oh, right. Send me some songs. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, steal some songs and let me hear them. So still? Yeah, still. Risk your job? Yeah. The game's the game. The game's the game. The game's the game. <laughs> that would have been a sackable offence if anything went wrong that flipping campaign. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember the stress you had when they were uploading that thing. The flipping champ- <laughs> it was the, and it was the Champions League final as well. Oh, I yeah, even, yeah, I, I couldn't that. even enjoy that in peace. <laughs> but yeah, shout out, shout out to them, man. Shout out to Jay Paul. He's a nice guy, though. It's yeah. just um, very delicate. Mm. I'll leave it at that. Um, Him and his brother, very talented. I think Ak Paul, very AK. talented. AK Paul, yeah, very talented. Well, you would like... um. The Paul Institute. Yeah, yeah, I've checked out. There's an artist called um, Ruth Venn. I think Ruthven, his name yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, he's dope. Yeah, um, and Ruthven. there's a girl called... I can't remember. Her name is Paladino. So I don't yeah. know if she's related to Pino, Paladino, and um, his brother as well. Or his son as well. So, yeah. Dope, dope artist underneath that umbrella. Feel you. Cool. Salute right, to all of them. Salute to all of them. Yeah, for sure. Right, we're going to move on to the first topic now. Um, I'll let PR... Kick this one off. <laughs> um, randomly, I was just thinking about like Jay Z's catalog. I was thinking about his '90s releases and his 2000s releases, and I was just comparing them to each other in my head. And then it kind of just took me down this like rabbit hole of what happens to artists the longer that they release albums for. So I was thinking to myself, like, can longevity be a gift or a curse or both? In a sense where the longer you release albums, the more chance you have of falling off and releasing whack albums as opposed to having a shorter catalogue and having like a smaller window to release like whack albums or great albums. And I guess I just wanted us to explore longevity. React. Reactors. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like with longevity, especially if you are someone like a Jay-Z who has quite a good catalogue, um, he's got like 13 solo albums he's got he's got a group album and he's got a couple collaborations yeah he's got like three collaboration three? albums three? yeah Two. he's got one with Lincoln Park which <laughs> you can count one with he's who, got a couple who should with not be named. the Ara who, who should not be named Robert Kelly aka Robert Kelly Robert okay. Kelly Voldemort and then the third <laughs> is with he who should not be named as well Kanye West yes Kanye Omari West mm. um, yeah I think with Artists that have big catalogs, especially when they've got a couple of classics littered in there, um, a couple of really solid, like critically acclaimed albums in there, they're always going to have that pressure to supersede whatever the last thing was or keep at a standard. Um, that can either hamper their creativity or they can, they can embrace it. Mm. Um, I think the sheer act of being able to release albums 
for about 15 years straight, 16 years straight, no matter how good they are, is is a great sign. I think it shows that not only are you, the artist, hungry to continue providing material for your fans and the wider world, but it shows that you're not really phased by any kind of criticism when it comes to how you make the albums or how they are executed or how they come out. So I think anybody who has such a massive discography, I think of people like Jay-Z, Eminem, Redman, um, you know, MF Doom before he passed, um, and people like that. Yeah, man, you have to be applauded. You have to be applauded for it. Um, is it a gift and a curse? I think it's a gift when it works. <laughs> yeah, it's a gift when it works. And I suppose by that you mean if you continue to drop quality work, right? Yeah, because I can give you a gift and a curse for two people. Mm. That longevity essentially went both ways for them. Oh, well, not ways for them. I, I mean, both of the names he mentioned. Yeah, that's what I was just going to M&M. say. Eminem's a perfect example. Eminem's, and Redman. Yeah. And I, but Eminem to a T. Because mm. Eminem in their first three albums was looked at as one of, he still looked at as one of the best ever. But the dramatic fall off from 2003 <laughs> to 2023. <laughs> stop laughing, you man. This is a serious point. <laughs> but like, do you get what I'm saying? Like, mm. if you look at Jay-Z, Jay-Z's longevity has played a part into where he is now. Nas's longevity, the last three albums. I think in us, longevity is what defines... That's when the conversation comes down to greatest of all time. Depending on how your longevity is played out. But wait, hold on. Let me ask you a question, though. What do you class as longevity? How many albums are you giving them? Because... Is it albums or yes? Okay, someone... you answer that for you. For me? Yeah. It's... It's it's albums, but it's also within how many years? Because if someone's dropped, let's just say three albums in seven years, mm. versus someone that's dropped six in twelve, mm. I'm always gonna take that six in twelve. Do you get what I'm saying? Because mm. over a longer time span with more albums, you show me you're a lot better. To me, it it's I'll go I'll go yes, mm-hmm. I'll go yes. Depending on how long you've been spitting for, but the quality of work you're also making. So I think it goes hand in hand with me. Mm. I think. For the years to be there, you also need your albums to be there. Mm. Because you could be a cold rapper, mm. but then if your body of work isn't holding up 15 years down the line, mm. no one's going to really care like that. Yeah, because I think similar to, I mean, what you've just said, man, like with Eminem and Redman specifically, the longer that they went on, the more time they allowed for them to drop mediocre albums, and they did. But I feel like, particularly with Redman, I think after his like first three or four albums, he had enough grace to where it didn't even really matter what he dropped after that. So... I think that's an interesting way of how you count consistency and longevity as well, because you can build up that credit to where it doesn't even really matter. You can still be looked at as a great artist, even if, you know, you're in the game for like 20 years, you've got four amazing albums, and then you've got six or seven albums that weren't amazing. Which is Eminem to a T. Mm. And that's why he's still held up in such a regard, because the first three albums, the sheer quality of all of them means that he couldn't afford to drop duds mm. every now and again. Same thing with Ye. Jay's dropped a couple. I mean, Little B's been dropping five mixtapes a year since about 2007. Well, Have you listened every... to any of them? That's what I'm going to say. Does I've anyone... listened to a few. Well, not a few, but I've listened to like one or two. Um, I listened to I'm Gay, I'm Happy. Um, and listen, Little B, when I have him in doses, can be enjoyable, but I'm not going to listen to like a lot of him just because I don't like the way he raps necessarily. Mm. But... um. You could call that longevity. You could I didn't even know Little B was a rapper. For real, for real. No, he's a rapper. For no, real, I knew he was a rapper, but he follows, he follows me on Twitter as well. Oh, for real? Yeah. I thought he followed the whole world. He does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> me included. He's like Elliot Wilson. 
Facts. <laughs> you don't follow us though. Follow me. Awesome. He follows me. <laughs> I mean, use your connects. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I, I agree 100%. I think the fact of having so much credit in the bank does help a lot, especially when we're talking about like rappers who are on a certain level mm. of like visibility. So even if Nas, for example, doesn't drop King's Disease 1, 2, Magic and 3, I don't think it necessarily matters for It matters. The, it you matters. It, I it don't matters. know. You can know. It matters, man. And I'm glad you brought up oh, Nasir. I'm so happy you brought no. up Nasir because I was looking at his, his discography the other day, bro, and I was like looking through it before the King's Diseases and that. And um, he weren't in that conversation with artists that have amazing discographies. It's only now since he did the King Disease up until um, the most recent King Disease where you're looking at his discography a bit differently. And it's because of how solid those albums were. We can even ignore the preposterous Nostradamus. <laughs> and I'm not even going to gun that I am really, because I think over time it's gotten a bit better, isn't it? I still maintain it. But we can overlook Nostradamus and we can yeah. overlook no, we Disciples. Overlook yeah. yeah. You can overlook a couple albums. We can overlook Because of the dead. greatness that he's dropped in the last like few years. And that's, so that's a perfect example where longevity works in your favor. But it doesn't always work in your favor. But my But did it change? Is, Sorry, can I just ask? Before King's Disease 1, mm. did that change where you ranked Nas? No, nah, because my criteria is different. So, but the longevity play a factor on him then? If he's still ranked where you was always going to rank him? Even though yeah. his longevity played? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think for Nas specifically, he, again, he just wasn't someone that I placed... His, his catalogue weren't in a conversation for me, but, really. But he but, was. But because of Illmatic, exactly. it was written, Stillmatic, Godson... And his penmanship, he was going to be where he was for me. So basically, you've named four albums. That is a lot of credit, especially from one of one of them is arguably the greatest hip hop album ever. Mm. Yeah. So I guess you could apply the same logic of having credit in the bank that we give to Redman and Eminem to Nas, because he has done a lot, not just for like the genre, but the culture mm. sort of thing. Um, to the point where you can maybe overlook some of the duds in his discography. Um, I only really count Nostradamus, um, Street Disciple, and Hip Hop Is Dead as duds. You think you thought Hip Hop Was Dead was a dud? I didn't really like it. I didn't oh, like it. damn. I didn't really like it. I didn't really like it. I thought that was a really good fair. one. I didn't really For like real? title, to mm. be fair. But yeah, and I, 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 I didn't, didn't like really title like it. either. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really like it. I, it sounded dated. Um, and just a message generally. I just, mm. um, <laughs> but And they say J Electronica bro, as well. So. And, and to, Dead Press. Well, come on, now stop this. Yeah. We're not about to do. Oh, I was talking about Hip Hop Is Dead. Oh, we're not about to do. I thought you were about to do. Any chance you get to mention that as well? What do you mean? You How many times have I mentioned that? Every time we mention that, every time we mention that, every time you do that all the time, even even in the group chat. All I'm saying is, Jigga's never had no. We say no rumors. No, 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 no. You know, I mean, ghostwriting rumors around him. I mean, it's all in his head, no? Allegedly. Yeah, there you go. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's very much a gift, is it? I mean, when if we're gonna talk about the curse element of it. I mean, I guess you'd have to be like really consistently really bad. Because Mo, you always say like, especially with Eminem, if he keeps dropping whack albums, the other classics aren't going to matter. No, that's what, that's why the longevity is perfect. That's unfair. But to, to me, at some point, we've got to look at, if you was good for three years, mm. but you've had a 26 year career, surely we have to say, yeah, all right, then three years, you won Ballon d'Or, but there was 22 years in between. But those three years could be so impactful. Yeah, so we don't take away from it. Because that's what they were saying about Nas. When Nas but dropped... But Nas didn't drop this 
Much. What did Jay say? That's one hot but album then, every 10 years. But then the problem is Nas was still spitting. It was a lie about Eminem. That. But then the problem is Nas is actual Nas rapping. Always had Nas in that stratosphere. Yeah, but bro. We're talking about Eminem. Eminem was the last since 2003 or something fam, like that. Bro, you can't do that, bro. How? Because you, you can use that example for every lyrical rapper that was out there. If the album, No, Nas was always treated that but special if the al- Yeah, but if the albums don't back up the lyrical skill, then the what does it is, matter? But then Nas was always, to me, that just special case because it'll matter because of what he's given us. I say, take Nas out of it. Give me any other rapper that's been whacked for that long that we haven't, bro. Based, we based, haven't slandered. Based on what? Based on what? Nas I've... was the only one we allowed. Not even say we allowed because he didn't, dro- bro. Not based... to the level of Eminem's horrendous albums. Based on like magazines I've read, conversations I've had with people that were older than me, they all said to me that after it was written, it was looking very shaky. Oh, for swear. Nas. Yes. No, but I heard that as well. Though. It was looking very shaky for Nas. So had he not come back and did what he did, I don't think we would be looking at him in the way that we look at him now. Aye, that's fair. But he did what he did. Aye, but he did what he did. But so he, he did what he did. So he wins the longevity award. Cool. Not Eminem. It's played. You can't tell me his longevity. The fact that's the it hasn't gone against him. Him rapping after 2003 has gone fully against him to me. It's a complete curse. To who though? To the wider audience. Because now he's dropped out of wherever I he was ranking. To, not the, uh, to... Uh, I think to rap fans. If you were to ask see, rap fans... But bro, you know the Eminem conversations are... It's an interesting one. I think if you were to ask rap fans... Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off at That's all. cool. I think if you ask rap fans after 2003, where's Eminem in your top whatever of all time? And you ask the people now in 2023, you can't tell me because of his longevity, he hasn't fallen off a few spots. Yeah. That's, but that's, that's not the only reason though, bro. What's the I feel like... That hibbity hubbard of the way he raps. <laughs> It ain't even that. Sorry. Nah, bro. <laughs> Why are you saying sorry to me? <laughs> I just had to get a I'm not a spokesperson for Eminem. <laughs> no, but the way he raps pisses me off sometimes. It's not even that, bro. I feel like, I feel like <laughs> as a community and as a culture, because we've become a lot more woke, we don't that know. changed the way a lot of people were looking at M. If we keep it real, because I think up until, I don't even know what year it is, but like there was a period of time where like Eminem weren't really ever being criticized like that. It wasn't until a certain point it started being looked at as corny to, to be an Eminem fan. There's a lot of revisionism. And I think he got sucked there's into... A, there's, got, a lot, there's a lot of revisionism when it comes me? to Eminem. I'm now hearing people say, well, you know, he was talking about kidnapping his mum. And I didn't really feel him at the time. Well, we were all vibing You're to like, Eminem at the time. We, 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 we was all Lord massive, Jamar. No, we was all massive Eminem fans. Facts. And Eminem's still one of the nicest. Mm. But I do agree with you in terms of revisionist history. Because yeah, yeah. I do think a lot of people now look back and just kind of change their mind. I'm never going to do that. I was a massive Eminem fan. I'm just saying, Depending on how long your career's been and depending on what you've been dropping. But there's, right bro, there are numerous you. examples of like artists that were great in their time and they've got like decent sized catalogs that weren't amazing, but we don't even acknowledge the whack albums. DMX, perfect example. Karis one. Because after Karis like, one. after the third album, bro, was, people was, don't was, really was, talk about the, the rest. Nobody remembers the Great Depression. No one remembers. No one remembers Grand really? Champ. I'm probably the only one that can reference these. Say Grand Champ with the dog. I remember the, dog, yeah, the dog cover. The... See, see, I remember the word. Where the hood? Where the hood? Where the hood? I remember, <laughs> that, I remember that video. <laughs> what? Where the hood? At? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bear dogs. Just remember bear dogs. In the, in the prison, so, isn't it? Yeah. Um, no, you're right though. Like you're right though. I think, and again, it goes back to the grace that they're given because they dropped, especially when the case of DMX. The fact he dropped two number one albums in the same year, and then dropped what was the one after that? And then there was X. And then there was X. There was X. Like those are three amazing albums for what they did to the culture. Um, and it's also... We can, we can say the same about KRS-One. You had Boogie Down Productions, then you had Return of the Boom Bap, the self-titled album as well. So that's like a lot of credit. So it doesn't even matter what he's doing outside of anything. 
musically, obviously, there probably aren't as many people from our generation checking for KRS-One, but for the people that he impacted, they're mm. always going to have him as their champ sort of thing. Can, so, I, can I ask you a question? Is the longevity curse going to hit Drake? Nah, I don't think so. Way too much. He's done way too much. He's done way too Not much. Not as in knock him off, but like, do you reckon the longer he goes? Because I feel like... The you mean longer... change how we look at him? Yeah. It could. It could, because I listen to old Drake songs and I feel like this hasn't aged well. Oh, for real? Yeah. So the longer he, he you know, raps, releases music, of course there's every chance. Because he still is very current. Especially, current. If it was, especially if it's not at a great level. Of course. But then there are also instances where you haven't released that many albums and that's worked in your favour and against you. I think it works perfect for Kendrick. Perfect example. He's like, yeah, he's got about five albums and they're all great. That's, but that's like, no one does that though. That's like, there are no other examples of that. Yeah. Really? Because he's dropped four, isn't it? Yeah. Back to back to back that are considered great albums by like the public. We don't have many artists like that. You're outcast that drops like five albums. No one really like checks for Idlewild. I mean, Mighty was a banger, but I feel you. Kanye's first five. Huh? Kanye's first five was looked like that. Do you know what I mean? To the point where you don't even really think about the, the next. Tribe as well. What, Kanye's next five? Yeah. I don't think about Kanye's next five a day in my life. Uh, fair. Right. Tribes, after Tribe. uh, Midnight Marauders, you started thinking it's a bit shaky. It's only now people go back and like, oh shit, this weren't that bad. But at the time... Which is wild. Even for that at the time. Yeah, they weren't, they weren't messing with Dilla like that, man. Or Consequence. Yeah, they weren't messing <laughs> with <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? I don't fuck with consequence either. Why don't you fuck with consequence? I don't know. Um, <laughs> he's actually a good rapper. Shout out to consequence. Shout out to consequence. But yeah, I, I agree. I think, especially during those times, the 90s and stuff, I think the, the album cycle generally was you drop your album every year and a lot of people worked that to their favour. Um, a lot of people weren't able to keep up. Um, I think when we think of people like De La Soul and Tribe and Outkast and Groups generally, they they tend to have a little bit more longevity in themselves just because of the way they're made up. Um, when it comes to solo artists, it's probably a little bit more difficult um, unless you do have, let's say, if you drop like consistently good albums, but you don't necessarily have a classic, you don't necessarily have like a whack album, mm. um, pretty solid discography. You could argue that's like maintaining longevity because you're maintaining quality and it's like maintaining a B, a B minus. Throughout the whole thing. Yeah, I'm trying to think of an example. I think underground rappers do that really well. Yeah. They don't have the pressure of, you know, the, the label asking them to do certain things. So they can just do what they want creatively. Underground, yeah. Which means that I feel like they, as far as larger catalogs, they probably have way more consistent releases as far as quality. Facts. Do you know what I mean? So. Someone like LP. Mm. Um, Rock Marcy. Yeah. yeah. Matt Comey's got like 30 albums. Um, it's hard to keep up. Do you know what I mean? Droog. Yeah. Because again, like you said, they're not restricted by anything and they can just let create creatively, they can just do a lot more. And I think there's a little bit more grace just in terms of their fans who understand that they're not going to go the same path necessarily as like the last album, but they're going to enjoy it regardless. Yeah. So I think there's less pressure on the underground artists as there would be the mainstream where you are expected to follow a certain sound or whatever. So mm. there's that as well. Um, underground artists probably in that regard have it a lot easier. Mm. They're just able to explore a lot more. Yeah, they can do what they want. Yeah, they've got the freedom of kind of choosing their own destiny. So what would you prefer? Shorter catalogue with better albums or a longer one with more whack than good, but you still have but how multiple good, good. But how many good good? What's the good saying? So if you drop like 10 albums, six are good. And four classics. Like four are whack. But do I have any classics in there? Got a couple classics. If you give me four classics, 
say if you give me six albums, four classics, two all right, four whack over 15 years mm. versus that's very good versus a seven year run, three classics, but the rest are all good. Mm. Taking the other one, really? Yeah, because longer that's time, Jay-Z. longer time I've been doing it for longer, I've been spitting for longer. The consistency I've been showing you mm. over a longer period. But it's a tricky one because Lauren's got one and she's looking at it as gold female. Mm. But she got the Fuji's as well. Mm. She got the score. True. So she got two classics, really. Yeah. So, but that's more than enough credit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Miss Education alone, that is more than enough credit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, but as in, we give it to her with just the one and let's that's, that's push it. Is that fair, though? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm asking you guys. No, I'm just talking generally. Generally, even if, you know. You mean how she's ranked? No, I'm just talking about artists generally. Um, if you're an artist who has 10 albums, let's say two of them are classic, three of them are good, two are shaky, shaky, and then the other two or three are trash. Mm. Is it fair for us to just continually be like, well, you know, he dropped these classics, so it's okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Because the impact might be so much to where it doesn't even really matter. And if you drop Mm. 10 albums, I don't expect someone to shoot 100%. And yeah, and also, bro, human. like, right. artists, man, they're artists for a reason, yeah. right? They, they want to experiment, try new things. They're growing in real life, so they're becoming different people. That's going to affect the art they're making. There needs to be scope for that, which may mean that they do some whack You've got to let them. Yeah, it's <laughs> charms Only person that hasn't let me down yet is... Who Jeff told Jay-Z to go and do um, Lincoln Park? Nonsense. He felt any soul. Nonsense. He Who told him to go and do that shit, bruv? Or the best of all fours. Charms I mean, he was... Anyway. <laughs> He was a bit. He was a bit of a, vulture, of a vulture with them, man. But you know, we move. So, what would you say to someone like a fifty? How would you? You had a phenomenal yo. That one because his run was short, bro. But, deep his, but his well, run was too. But his run was more powerful than ninety percent of people in their prime. Fifties mm. peak mm. is arguably. The... Are we counting mixtape fifty as well? No, nah. just albums. Nah. albums, just albums. That that get then, rid... I get. then I give him up to Curtis. Nah, nah no, just as far as just as far as dominating. No, actually, no, because he had thing in Curtis. Um, I don't feel like he was dominating when he nah, dropped Curtis. Though. Wasn't that have he a baby was. baby baby? Wasn't that when him and Kanye did the um, the head to head? But the only reason why they could is because he was dominating. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, no, nah, he was definitely. I would say, Curtis. I'd give that to him because it was before I self destructed when it went all finished. Mm. Yeah, yeah, before I self destructed is when he self destructed. Because you know, obviously, the massacre is a drop off, but it was still a big album. Yeah, but his peak that get rich. He was and Curtis, Curtis still sold. I know he got over like outsold by um graduation, but it still sold like what like which it should have done five hundred thousand in his first week or something Easy. like that. Easy. That- so it sounds like artists can't really win because it's either they they have a long career or they drop lots of albums, include having whack shit, or they drop small amount of albums, small catalog. And less room for massive critique over a longer period. Yeah, or they, they can't ha- really win because if they do the the former, they might be criticized for not releasing enough albums. If they do the no, but it, I mean? it matters on the ratio on the other one. Your ratio comes into it. In the other one, the longer your career is, you're also if you've been dropping whack albums, it depends on how long you've been dropping whack albums and how recent. Do you know what I mean? So if you drop five albums, yeah, and you got like like two great albums, yeah, and the rest are a bit eh. I think people will still argue that ah, oh, we need more music because for someone like Andre, because someone like Andre three thousand, there shouldn't really be a conversation around oh, we need a solo. But that's different. I, I personally don't think so because he's done enough, bro. What more? No, I hear that. Do you feel what I'm saying? Even no, someone like a Mo Steph, who was even that's the person I was thinking about when I was like raising that point because he's got like he's got four solo albums, I think. Yeah, he's got uh, Black on Both Sides. The new, the new, new danger, danger. Um, true magic, true magic, Ass. and then the aesthetic, and then he's got 
He's um, got two a, Black Star albums. Yeah. Exactly. So, from a solo perspective, you might still want more music from him. And the urban thermodynamics. <laughs> Only you can reference that. With his, with his, with his uh, siblings. Yeah. I had no idea. Urban thermodynamics is a <laughs> horrible name. <laughs> I, no, I, know no idea. What, I don't know what they were thinking. There, yeah, I, know, I, know, I, I don't know what they were thinking. Shout <laughs> but, out to Yassine, but my But yeah, gosh. I get what you mean. Uh, you know what it can, it can. He's sorry. still going. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, I hear it though. I think um, I do understand that. I think it kind of depends on the type of artist you are though. Because if you're like a kind of more commercial leaning artist, let's just take Drake for example. He's continuously dropping albums because he doesn't want to be left out of the loop of just the zeitgeist and popular culture. You think that's the reason? Yes. Yes. Well, partly. The I think one. it's because he still wants to remain in the conversation. So someone like that is going to continue to be consistent. And I put inverted commas because I don't think Drake is consistent. But consistent in terms of album releasing and releasing projects. But if you're someone like a Free Stacks or a Mo Steph who is a little bit more artistic, you're right with that's going to take a bit more time for that to manifest musically. True. So I think it just really just depends on whether you're kind of more commercial leaning, mm. less commercial leaning, underground. So, yeah. While I agree that some, some artists can't win, some artists also put themselves in a box where they can't really get out of it. How so? Well, if you're someone like Drake who continues to make music that is of the times, just in terms of like sonically, mm. you're going to continue to try and find that next sound and continue to release albums to keep up with and, it. To, and, and projects to keep up with that. Mm. And all that's going to happen is that sound's going to go out of style and then you listen to it now and it's like, oh shit, this didn't age. Well, mm. like yeah. pop that at the time was amazing. Mm. Listen to pop, still let it pop that, don't get me wrong. But it's not got the same feeling as it is 2012 or whatever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So, I think we can, we can pose the argument both ways. There are numerous artists where longevity, releasing bare albums has worked for them. And then there's been someone that hasn't been so kind to them. Yeah. Example? And, uh, where it has been kind to them? Where it hasn't. Um, besides Eminem. Besides Eminem. So it's been horrendous. And by longevity, we're talking about like a 10 year plus career. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so what's five albums in a 10 year plus career? I know someone actually that in my work against. Hmm? I know someone that's starting to work against, starting to. Who? The game. Nah, I disagree. He's I still think. dropping good albums. I didn't like his last album. It was good. I didn't From like the The drill It was too long, but. And it was I listened to documentary 2.5 or 2.1. That was album. way too long. I was like 50. I didn't like it. I didn't get through the whole thing. But I feel like. Because if you look at his first three albums, or his first four, first five even, mm. what do you have? Jesus Peace, Red, yeah. Dots of the Advocate, LAX, Documentary. Mm. That's a solid five albums for me. Mm. That's run. a solid five yeah. albums. Post that to me, it's looking shaky, baby. I mean, I mean Jesus Peace. Red I did Jesus Peace. Oh, yeah. And Red. Jesus oh, Peace, Red, okay. Red, LAX, Dots of the Advocate, Documentary. That's five. Then he's oh, got, was that his first five? Yeah. Okay. That's a solid um, five. For me, Ghostface, man. You man know I love Ghostface. One of my favorite rappers ever, bro. But after Fish Scale, the quality started dropping, man. And bro. he's released bare since Fish Scale. He's dropped like the Pretty Tony album, um, Big Doe Rehab. He's done 12 Reasons to Die. He's, he's had bare albums, but the quality hasn't... It started dipping from then. So that's a perfect example of where... Yeah, you know I mean, it starts tailing off a bit. You could take, you could put a few of them Wu Tang brothers in there, bro. Yeah, you can't. Like Raekwon. <laughs> Your face changed, by the way. Raekwon ain't got that many albums. He's got like four or five. He's got the longevity, though. And really, and truly, you're not really seeing, you're not really checking for anyone that doesn't isn't named only built for Cupid Links, <laughs> part one or two. <laughs> Meth. I mean, he never really got started. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, respectfully. I love so loud. I mean, that's so respectful. I mean, yeah, Takao, Blackout, cool. 
but mm, um, RZA, I mean, gosh. <laughs> I used to love his first solo album, Bobby Digital, Bobby Digital and Stereo, and now it's good just grief. Mm, yeah, nah. You say good um, grief or grief? Yeah. So yeah, Jizza. A, a couple of them. Hey, listen, yeah. Jizza. I'm gonna be right. Listen to anything post post um, <laughs> Nickel Swords. Big up Jizza though. That's my guy. Um, but yeah, I think I think a lot of those Wu Tang brothers um, suffer from that. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? But as far as like examples, the way it's worked for them, Buster, Common for me, it's worked for Jay, Nas, The Roots, Scarface, bro. These are all people that have dropped like. 10 plus albums and the quality's like there more often than not. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it can work. I still would rather five, six albums and then chill. Like if I was a rapper, I would probably do like a, yeah, maybe like an outcast type thing, Kendrick type thing and then I'll probably just bow out. So basically an album every two or three years. Yeah, but you'll I'm, be dropping because then, then I'll be done. You won't go ghost. Bro, I, what? You think so, I'll drop 10 albums? I'm not nah, dropping 10 you albums. You see you, the way, nah, you. Yeah. Nah, you're dropping Where? 10 to you. Why you say that? Because you got a new feeling every other year. You're dropping <laughs> crazy. This brother here, life, he don't drop a, a crazy. What's the over? You know what his over and under nah, start make, at? 11 he'll, albums, he'll, bro. You know That's what make, his over and under start at. <laughs> you know what is? He'll make one big album. Each song will be named whatever he's feeling on that particular day. But that's what I'm saying. This is Peter we're talking about. Listen, man. Are you crazy? It's important to feel things. You know? That's the name of the album. And that's to, expre- the name, and to that's express the name of the album. Them. That's the name of the album. <laughs> that's the name of the album. <laughs> yeah, but there are different ways to express. So yeah, that's the name so of the album. So music might not be, you know, that's the name that of the form. You know what I mean? There are multiple ways to express things, man. Hey, man. I think you personally, if you was an artist, <laughs> and this is, you're my guy. Mm. I don't think you will stop making <laughs> albums until we're lucky your pension age. I mean, one of you know is nah, you're, you're bugging. No I, way. I, not no, in a bad you know way. I don't. I'm say the musical. No, no, no. You're no, making. No. I just think every album will explore his interest. Like, That's my point. It would be like cosmic funk, cosmic funk, modal jazz, <laughs> modal jazz. You know what I'm saying? Bit of Afro beats. Bit of Afro beats. You know what I mean, like oh, avant got Afro beats. There we like go. Live instrumentation. I'm a piano, depending on where he wants to shit. take it. Yeah, I'm yeah, a piano yeah. New age. My, my, here we are. All ten. This guy here. This guy's dropping crazy. He's had his first 16 years. He's got his Coltrane bag. He's his Prince bag. His Sun bag. His Free Stacks bag. Coltrane bag. His Marvin Gaye bag, his D'Angelo bag, his Pino Paladino bag, his whole Aquarius bag. Yo, Pino Paladino. His Bilal bag. Pino Paladino. Is... Need I go on? No. Nah. <laughs> ah, cool. Well, shout out to all the rappers with longevity. I mean, there's a few of them, to be fair. No, no, a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Like, lot just to be able to make a career off a rap where you're dropping consistent albums and just being able to and they're being received in any sort of way, you got to applaud that, man. We're there now with Cole, Kendrick and Drake, innit? Yeah. And they're gonna they're gonna last the test of time. Cole, 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 Cole's a unique are. example where having a small amount of albums and still having more media albums and not is a very interesting, but still being propelled to a level where he's seen as a great. Only Cole can pull that off. No, Cole deserves it. I think there's Mick... no other rapper in history Cole that has five or six albums, four of which you're a bit like, eh. I don't think four. And are... we still rate him as a great. I think four, no one else. But I also think four's not eh. Of course they are. No, they're not. The first album's eh. First Cole, second wait, one, was there. Cole, was first one, um, Forest Hill Drive. Let me land. Cole will sign that story. Mm. I'll give you that, man. Right. Born Sinner. Wasn't great. We're not about to do that. Born Wasn't Sinner. great. Uh, great. Opinions. I think Born Sinner was wavy. 2014 Forest Hills. Nah, I didn't. I, I, was think, right. I, was, I think that was wavy as well. Okay. So to me, he's got 2 1 right now. And to use meh. All three are whack and three. No, two. no. Forest yeah, Hill Drive. Yeah, I got three Mers. You got three Mers. I got two Mers. And one, all right. Yeah. And I got two good. And then you've got. Off season? No, never in off season. Then oh. you've got uh, for your eyes only. Nah, KOD. Nah, and then you got. I actually like that. Yeah, see, that's two albums, bro. I've, I've got, got two. Three, I've got three good albums. I've got two, but that's out of five, right? I've got three out of five. 
Nah, I got KOD and that, that's what we disagreed on. I'm a Cole fan. Three out of five to me. I think Born Sinners. I genuinely think Born Sinners. But you're not an objective Cole fan. Yes, you're a Stan. You're a, you're a Cole Stan. A Stan will tell you KOD's wavy. A Stan will tell you for your eyes only is wavy. Bro, uh, every other person here? that I've spoken to about J. Cole is saying exactly what I'm saying. I think mixtape Cole very much dominates this, this thinking. No, Friday Night Lights is a phenomenal, phenomenal. I think mixtape Cole kind of muddies talking, the world. We weren't including mixtapes. No, I know, I know, but the, reason, but the reason why I'm saying that is because I feel like people take what they felt about mixtape Cole into album Cole, even if the albums aren't that great. And that's no. why he's still held up to this level. Born, no, Born Sin is a good album. It's a meh album. Uh, we it has good moments. No, man, Born Sin is not, what? Born Sin has got back to me, Illuminati. Rich nigga. I'm, not about, I'm, not, I'm, not about, I'm not about right. to argue with your preference in music, innit? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. based on like, I'm an objective Cole fan. I used to, I wasn't to begin with, I used to love Cole and then he gave me reason not to. So now I'm an objective Cole fan. Based on me speaking to other objective Cole fans, they echo similar sort of sentiments. That's so... How am I not objective? I just don't think you are. I think whoever your favourites are, you can't be truthful about their greatness or lack of. Would I not then say KOD... But I'm not then say KOD and for your eyes all these good albums. You're still giving them more credit. Than I think not. they're truly horrendous. Okay, cool. Like everyone knows that I don't have a single song for your eyes only. Okay, on my playlist. I think it's legit. It's good, man. Free the realness. No, them twelve. Have, I've been yeah, me back me on this. Have I not been saying they're horrendously whack for a long time? Which ones? The two KOD and we've argued KOD me and you. I think KOD's whack. Yeah, I hate that. Can it up? Can it up? I don't like it. Okay, he's I'll got, take back some of what I said. No, he's got. But to me, he's got three solid albums. Hear the way I said that with him, solid. That's not good enough, bro. Well, um, if the I'm, next where, one, where am I putting J Cole though? I'm not J Cole's not in my top. I'm five. not necessarily aiming this oh, at you. I feel like you are. Sorry. If the next one, if back. the fall off is at the same level as the off season, we're gonna start looking at J Cole differently. Yes, we damn. He sure might are. pull a Nas, where yeah. you know what I mean. He drops like four hums that are really cold, and then we're changing everything. And then we, the conversation around his discog is different. Then it's yeah. bear man come outside. Question for you, man. Though, how do we measure longevity in the UK? Because we don't have that many artists that have dropped like more than five albums. Yeah, but that's because we're so... I think that's when albums aren't the only factor. Mm, when you just yeah. think of like someone like Skepta, for instance, he was a DJ, then he was, he's been emceeing since 05, more or less, and he's still around. Mixtapes, albums, moments, um, awards. I think you've got to take in the totality of what they've done when it comes to the UK. Because again, like you say, we're still getting used to make, dropping albums here. Yeah, I think because of how young we are, in terms of the UK music scene, we've got to judge. We've got to judge longevity on the people that we've seen just visually. For the so we can't have the conversation around longevity just yet. We can, but just not if we're basing on albums. Yeah. Okay. So we like, have to include mixtapes. Yeah, mixtapes, okay. and I yeah. think just them on how long they've been. I don't want to say outside, so to speak, but like no, but it's true. How though. long they've been outside? It's true, though. Yeah. yeah. Because like, all of our all of the greats here have been outside for a long ass time, at least fifteen years, fifteen, yeah. sixteen years. Yeah. And you got you got to congratulate that. No matter what they've been doing, whatever medium that's taken, um, the fact that they're still here and they're making money off music still, yeah, you got to commend it. Yeah, you have to give it to them. Just the fact that because if you think about the people that we've got at the top, the majority of the people that have been here the longest, they came. So the, the longevity schedules. here isn't about releases; it's about presence. Yeah, okay. I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. I'll say so. Uh, as well. cool. I think that's one of the only measurable aspects of our longevity here. Yeah. Because again, other than Izzy and Kano, no one was really dropping albums until yeah. very recently. Mm. So it's like, imagine our Skepta as well. Wiley too. And Wiley as well. But, but then I think, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. I think the discourse is now going to change though, because we are seeing albums here. Yeah. In terms of Hush just dropped to me two classics in a row. Dave's got his albums. Sims is doing what Sims does. Yeah. 
it's starting to change here with albums as well. Yeah, so yeah. the conversation we're going to have in the next decade and two, it's starting to going to be, oh shit, mm. this guy's dropped And those albums. guys are going to have longevity. And those guys are going to have longevity. Mm. And then Skepta and them not become KRS-One. <laughs> and then we're full cycle. <laughs> you reckon they'll ever become that? Yeah, to the kids they are now. If you ask an 18-year-old now, Oh, yo, what do you think True, of? What yeah. do you think of Gets? What do you think of Rich? What do you yeah, think they're, of they're probably like, like, Bro, this is a true story at work. Uh, it was me, my guy, Ola, and one guy called Cass and Sanj. And we was talking about Kano. And then, yeah, I think Ola must have said one of these, but like, you remember the Wiley? I ain't scared of K8 and no, whatever. And then one of the guys goes, oh, I swear Kano Sully from Topway. Tell me how the discourse hasn't changed. Mm. Like, it's done. Like, they are going to become KRS1, unfortunately. Mm. But he was legit like, oh, that's Sully. Mm. So they are going to become clap your hands, everybody. <laughs> How shameful that is. Didn't have to do all that, but I feel you. No, you're right. You're right. No, people's, it's a shame. People's references are different and they're always going to be. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. No. Because they weren't outside when we were outside. Yeah. Which is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We but went, we weren't outside when, you know, Karis One was doing this thing. I mean, Peter was. But, you know. <sighs> Selling beanpies. But yeah, you're right. So, I guess, yeah. I guess it just becomes a thing where we judge them on the albums now, innit? Which we're starting to now. Mm. Albums is definitely a big thing now. Just look what happened last year. Nux, Koji. We figured it out. Other people that will probably have longevity as well? Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think's got the... In terms of longevity, who could you see sustaining the longest in the UK over the next decade? Stormzy. You think so? Yeah, for sure. You don't I think, think his legs Sims will run out? is going to keep going. I think, I think he's... Huss, I, think, I don't think Huss is going to drop better albums, man. He's dropping one this year, though. Yeah. You don't think he's going to drop yeah, better stop. albums? Sorry. Bear. Oh. I think he's once a free every three years, guys. That's calm. That's yeah. perfect to me, though. That's perfect to me. He feels like a six, five album type brother for me. But, you know, it, they're probably going to be like very good to classic albums. But that's what I prefer, bro. I prefer the quality over a smaller bracket. I prefer that, man. I don't need bear. But I think the UK does that, though. I think in the UK, we've still got an era of mystique in the UK about how often we drop albums here. Because yeah. they've dropped once every what? Drake dropped his first album like three years. Dave. Yeah. Psycho drama. 2019, yeah. And the second one, 2022. 2021. Oh, yeah. So I think we drop every three years here. Every three, three, four years. Three years. Yeah. yeah. Depends on the artist, doesn't it? Facts. I, but I can't say the longevity with Stormzy is a good one. No, I think he will. I mean, he's too, he's, too he's, too, he's too big to not. You know what I'm saying? I think he's still got a lot that he wants to say. Um, it'd probably be the same as Dave where he probably only drops one, one every two, three years. But that'll be enough. I don't know if he'll reach like nine, ten albums, but if he does, I won't be surprised. Mm. Man, salute to uh, all the rappers with longevity. Um, Apart from the ones that don't have it. <coughs> Eminem. However you view longevity. Yeah. People view it in different ways. For sure. Facts. Kamikaze. I said Kamikaze. <laughs> Twister. Nah, um, he's Eminem. got called Kamikaze. Oh yeah, of course. Oh yeah, no. Nah. All right, we're going to move on to the next topic now, and we're going to switch our focus to the UK. But before we get into that, we do want to talk generally about music videos um, and how much of an important role they play in rap generally. And obviously, for us growing up and just generally, like the generation of rap fans, the music video was like very important. It was the first point of call to see your favorite rappers in all of their glory. Um, everyone from Hype Williams to Director X to Cole Bennett now in the present day. I don't know why I thought you were going to say Hype, Hype, Ushia. But what a Hype up is. Hype I don't, up, I don't know why. And, and now I'm thinking of a SLK video. What, Hype, Hype? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, Saskia um, Lot. 
I'm just, just asking. I'm just trying to set up this topic, guys. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Sorry, I'm done. Keep this in. That's a big song, though. Listeners, you see the struggles. Um, but yeah, from Hype Williams to Director X to Cole Bennett in the present day, the music video is and always will be very important. Even if there are debates these days about their relevance and their importance in the present day. Um, now, obviously, in the UK, the music video is just as important. And we kind of wanted to explore the evolution of music videos in the UK um, because it's been quite a journey, really, um, just as far as how we see our stars and our faves presented in video format. So, um, boys, as Peter says, react. Evolution of music videos in the UK. Where do we start? Where do we start? What was your first UK music video? That was two, you know. First one I remember, 21 seconds. That I just remember watching a video kind of saw. But you know what's one that would always stick into my head? Mm. More fire quote, oi. Mm. That's one video that was, like I just remember reacting to and just thinking, yeah, this is fucking crazy. And just rushing home. That's the two that kind of, the early, early videos. I would say so solid crew 21 seconds. Mm. And I would say more fire crew oi. Those are the first two I kind of think of music video wise. I remember Pay As You Go, Cartel, Champagne oh, Dance. Okay. I remember that one vividly. More Fire Crew, yeah. Pow, obviously, Lethal Bizzle. Yeah. Dizzy Rascal, just a rascal. Mm-hmm. And I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, these are all, I mean, listen, what a time, right? Um, but yeah, Pay As You Go. I definitely remember that as the first one. And then it kind of just evolved with like Chan Yu and stuff, which is obviously very important um, for the topic. P? Yeah, same. Same really. Um, Channel U was like, Channel U and MTV Base were like hella important for the music videos that I saw growing up. Um, yeah, the ones you guys mentioned, didn't it? Like, so Solid 21 Seconds. I don't remember the pairs you go, really. Um, Dizzy, I remember seeing Dizzy a lot more. Fire Crew, I remember seeing them quite a bit. Um, like, I think my memory kind of recalls in errors. Same. They're different errors, isn't it? Um, and I feel like the UK also had, we also had our own developments as far as like music videos and that. Because we had um, our rappers in like the 80s and the 90s that, you know, had the turntables and that. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, well, there's a brother's name called like Derek B. Derek B. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like, why are you laughing for? <laughs> why say it like that? <laughs> How do I say it? Derek B. You made it seem like it was a like 60s. He's not a pi- like, like he's not a pioneer. Respect yeah, you made it like it was the 60s. Um, but yeah, so we I feel like we we kind of had our eras where we were kind of following what was happening over in America and that, and then we started putting our own spin on it. So after you had like the Derek B's and that, for me, then you had like the Garage era. And I feel like stylistically, a lot of their videos were like the same. Do you know what I mean? Like seeing like um, early So Solid. Um, and I can't remember some DJ Neat, MC Neat and DJ Luck and that. Um, a lot of their videos were like pretty much the same in that. They were all like club settings and like strobe lights. Champagne. Champagne. Do you know what I mean? And Babes. then um and then you go into the Channel U era, which kind of felt like a more of a do-it-yourself attitude. Um and it was felt like it was really independent. And I find it really interesting because like going back before that, that's when it felt like labels were kind of, you know, embracing us a little bit with like garaging that. And like UK rapping that. And then when we go into like the Channel U era, it's like, you know, there was nothing after that. And you would have thought that maybe because of Dynamite and So Solid, 
they may have wanted to embrace more of what we were doing, but I guess maybe because it was a different sound, they weren't going to. So visually, they weren't going to as well. Plus, Garage had proven that it could sell. Mm. Number one albums. So Solid won a couple of awards. Obviously, Miss Dynamite won, as, as we said in the last episode. She got a lot of critical acclaim. So there was a lot of um, safety, I suppose, in knowing that those acts and that sound was going to be successful because it was the popular sound. And then when Grime comes into the mix, it's not, A, it's not accepted immediately. And B, I imagine they're very scared of it because it's a lot of, <laughs> yeah. you know, young black men, you know, all black, grainy videos, um, you know, the Channel U type of aesthetic. Um, it was something that they didn't really get or understand and really see as, it's a bit, I suppose it's the same as like what the disco lot thought about hip hop. It's just a fad. It's not going to last, this, that, and the other. Mm. And I imagine that's how people felt about Grime as well, the garage heads included. Mm. Um, Grime had to prove that it could do what it could do. And obviously people like Dizzy and Kano were very um, instrumental in that. And those are people, those are guys who, you know, had built up enough hype um, doing sets and side wideners and all that stuff to where they got signed and they were able to get label budgets to drop more glossy videos like, um, well, I mean, P's and Q's wasn't really that glossy. I'm thinking of, was Brown Eyes glossy? Brown Eyes. I mean, he's walking along Glossier. the Glossier. It was Glossier. Glossier. That's what I was saying. Yeah, I suppose. And then Dizzy, just a rascal. He's just on the, um, he's just in London doing his thing. Um, so yeah. Music videos were like, always very important for me, man. I think when Channel U was doing this thing, it was important to put faces to these people that I was hearing as well. Because like, I'd hear little freestyles of certain artists like on my friends' phones and that. But I never knew what a lot of these men looked like. I didn't know what rough squads a lot of them men looked like for a long time. Um, so Channel U allowed for us to kind of put faces to that. Because it was just before YouTube as well. So you could have really, mm. it was just kind of that cross between, because I feel like Channel U collided perfectly when YouTube first started rolling mm, out. Mm, mm. So if you didn't know who he was, like Chipmunk, I knew her Chipmunk bare times mm. growing up. I seen Chipmunk a couple of times, but it was only when his music video came on Channel U that I was like, okay, this is my man. Mm. I forgot what song it was. Do you remember? Chip Diddy Chip? No, nah, look, before Chip, oh. before Chip Diddy Chip. Was um, like, I am the Grand Sea Saviour. Oh, right. And you just see his yeah, video, yeah, yeah. that video for this, but that's one that sticks with me. Mm. So yeah, I agree with you there in terms of putting faces to names, Channel U was key. Mm. But I do think we've leveled up in videos now. I feel like UK take, I think we take visuals a lot more serious than the States when you look at the UK videos. More serious than the States? If you look at UK videos on a whole, like even with Mostak, the way he just travels abroad and does videos, I feel like UK's music videos, are, I think they've taken it very seriously. I think we've stepped up. I don't know if you can say we take it more serious than the States because we, we still kind of cut a lot of what they do. Like a lot of them... I don't think America takes There's videos, a format. There's, I don't there's, think America there's definitely visuals, a format. I don't think they take visuals seriously over there anymore. I generally don't think they do. When you, I'm I talking, it depends but on I'm your talking about newest. I'm, I'm just saying everyone from, not talking about from way back when, I'm talking about from everyone from, say, 2015 onwards. If you compare their new artists to our new artists, I think visually we are better. Um, I think that speaks to... That might be the quality of the art as well. Though. No, not even that. I think it speaks to just more how... I think it's more advanced over there, isn't it? So obviously, because their scene is established, a lot of things come from, you know, hip-hop. They don't need to do as much. They don't need to shoot as many videos. Whereas we do. We need those visuals. We're, we're in a time where, you know, as there are going to be continuous, like, technical advancements in that. And we need to ensure that we're keeping up with that as well. Visuals for artists that are trying to get their name out there as well, very important, so that you can learn more about it. People are on YouTube, on the internet all the time. So... America don't really need to shoot videos. No, but that's like what I'm that. saying. That's, I agree. 
But that's why I think visually we've been better as well. Maybe it's I don't know, of... But I'm not going to say we've been better though because I still feel like there's a format. And like in my head, I was breaking it down as far as errors and that. And like Channel U era, it was, there was a format for that too. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Every man was like, you had like a gang of men behind you. And you knew what it was on. The, 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 the footage was a bit grainy. You were on the block, outside the block. You were on the road somewhere. Unless you're bear man when you're running through the woods. Um, and? <laughs> Sorry, I had to go. If, 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 it, if it was like a... Yeah. If it was a posse cut, the person that then started rapping, there would be a still and then his name would pop up. <laughs> I used to hate that yeah, shit yeah, at that time. Yeah, yeah. I used to hate it. Was, it, was like it would just though. pop up underneath yeah, or just yeah, pop yeah. up over. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. In graffiti yeah, style writing. Door the door and then... Yeah, 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 and exactly. Then, and then the name. Just graffiti exactly. writing. <laughs> but for me, there's errors though. And because of that, I think in those areas there are formats for the videos that were being made. Because then after you had the Channel U age and that, when Grimes started kind of dying out and that, then you had the era of where like certain men started trying to cross over. Some of our favorites started crossing over. The like, Tinchi era. Tinchi and Tyro Cruz era. You had the Wiley and, and, and Skepta with the Rolex eras and that. Very glossy. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? And that's when I feel like that's labels era. were... Yeah, probably. That was, that was where more like, like labels were kind of like in the fold a bit more. And you had Chip also doing a bit of the, the glossy Chip, videos Chip, too. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then from that point, it felt like, it feels like videos probably got better because labels got... Just money got better. Yeah, the budget increased. Money, budget yeah. increased. But then there were also independent artists that were releasing quality music videos as well. But then it couldn't... That and, class... and you could probably like place like, a lot of the kudos on like Grime Daily and, and SBTVs and that. Because okay. they came into the fold, and that I think that affected how videos were being made too. Because they were shooting a lot. True. Yeah, but right. I think everything just got better as a whole. Do you mm. get what I'm saying? I think we just upped it. The left, whether it was the, the sound quality, the music quality, the video. Mm. I think over the years we've just got money that we've never seen before, exposure mm. that we've never seen before, mm. and naturally videos are going to resonate. That I don't necessarily want to equate more budget or more money to better. The reason why I say that is because someone like Skepta, that's not me. Video that cost him eighty pounds to make. And it was a very impactful song and a very impactful video, just as far as him rapping by Maximum on the decks. And then in the background, you've got all of the old Sidewinder, Risky Rolls footage from way back in the day when them guys were like younger and doing their thing. And that was just as impactful as anything that would have cost 10 times as much. Yeah. So I think it just depends on the kind of direction that videos have taken, just as far as like creatively. I think that's definitely increased because again, as you guys say, UK artists are paying more attention to the visual aspect of it. A lot of them, some of them are even directing that on videos as well. Um, so there's that. And yeah, there's more care and craft towards that. Um, yeah. But, but again, if you give someone like £100,000 to do a video and they've got shit ideas, it's going to turn out shit sort of thing. Yeah. So it just depends on the person behind the idea. And even on like, just going back to what I said about there being a format for the different eras. I'm not saying that where it was bad because I feel like for a lot of the things that were established as far as format in the Channel U era, very important for what we see today. I feel like that's the foundation for what a lot of men build their videos around, isn't it? It's very easy. It's not, not, I don't think it's bad. Easy doesn't mean bad. It's just another way of showing where you're from. And I feel like a lot of the format that was, the foundation that was put forth as well was like another way of bringing people into like, you know, the world of these artists as well, especially where, you know, these labels were scared to um, touch a lot of these artists and therefore weren't really trying to know about who these artists were. The visuals gave you an opportunity to do that. Facts. I agree. I agree. 100%. And again, it kind of just goes down to the overall development of the scene because as the, as the scene develops, obviously everything else is going to develop around it. Mm. Um, 
you know, just as far as artists are concerned and the kind of infrastructures that they're in that allow them to be able to maximize their visual um, desires on any particular video. Um, as far as like modern day videos, are there any that, you know, kind of stick out to you? Bar the salty one, obviously. Oh, well, made me do it, yeah. Um, Sims, Points and Kill. I love that video. Fantastic video. I love that video, yeah. I'm trying to think. Nux, Hide and Seek. Yeah, I enjoyed Told a that. great story. Yeah. Leon the Professional as well. Yeah. Very simple, but effective. Yeah. Visually, I love more stacks. Uh, do what I want to. Video. Just visually. Pretty much all of Koji Radicals since about 2016. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they've all been very powerful in their own way. Um, Kajimit is probably my favorite video of his. Yeah, I think the more quote unquote alt artists, I don't know. Okay, I don't want to say that they're creatively better. But they just seem to have a little bit more variety. To they break out of the mold. Yeah. They break out of the format. <laughs> yeah, versus that kind of mainstream artist that, you know, kind of do the same thing. Girls shaking the ash and all that stuff. Mm. Um, which I'm not mad at. Which is fine. But ultimately. Respectfully. It depends on what you want from a, from, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on what you want. It depends on what you want from a video. Do you want the video to kind of tell the story of the song itself? Or do you kind of want it as a kind of, supplement to the actual content itself sort of mm. thing and i think that's where mainstream, a lot of mainstream artists go they see the chance to make a video and it's just like yeah let's just show everyone how much we're balling and we're flexing and how rich we are versus mm. actually telling the story of the song so i guess it just depends on what you want to do with that as i get older though i don't really care for music videos anymore man like i'm just about the music if the music video accompanies it then then great but is i'm that, not someone that searches for it man is that you or is that just the way the world's headed? Um, I can only speak for myself. Do you get what I mean? Though mm. I feel like the world's just heading, just uh, the world's heading there, bro. No one mm. goes on. Everyone goes on YouTube. If we go on YouTube, it's more time. If I'm going on YouTube, it's to watch first thing, first things mm. first, to watch something. I'm not going there. I remember the last time I went on YouTube and actually bro, let me go listen to this music. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's just if I'm going to listen to music, it's very much Spotify, wherever it is. Yeah. I'm not going on YouTube on my phone to go. Mm. Nah, nah, never. Question really. though: Has have videos here always been a bit repetitive? In terms of what? Um, Expands. Themes. Um, just how you would see, what you would see in your videos and how the videos are. The reason why I ask, because in the garage area, a lot of, the garage area, a lot of them were doing the same sort of themes in their music videos. And then you go to the Channel U era, a lot of them were doing some of the same themes. I think it's different now. Garage, in the, let me even, let me go deeper. The garage era, a lot of them all in clubs. You know what I mean? <laughs> your DJ up in the, you know what I mean? Had people just having a good time in that. Channel U era. Every man was in front of their block with a gang of men behind them. You might see some bellies, you might not. You might be fortunate to see some, but you might not. I don't think that's the case time. today, though. Um, and then um, after the Chani era, where people started trying to cross over, you know, a lot of um, designer wear started coming into it, where you had like Versace shades and that. I'm thinking of Tinchi specifically. Standing um, on some elevated stuff. With these uh, there was always like a lovely young woman beside them. They were always just mad glossy in it, chains and everything, in it. And then I guess after that, it kind of felt like, all right, now people are trying to find their own way of doing videos differently. But for the more for the more time, they were still like very repetitive. Though. I think it was the way you said it. Yeah. I think depending on the era that it was, because that roller sweep era was kind of nasty. Wild. It was a very very nasty. It was in a nasty place for a little while, guys. We've came through it, but alhamdulillah, but it was in a nasty scene. Mm. But that was all kind of one. I think now, because of the difference, you've got Dave. Kind of, I think doesn't Dave do his own videos? I'm sure he done Funky Friday. He does. He does co-direct sometimes. Yeah. yeah, I think he had co-directed Frankie Friday. And if you mm. look at the, the, that video, the skill of that video was ridiculous. So I don't think it's repetitive now. 
unless it's you're always gonna get fifty man ballied up if it's if it's drill. Or maybe it's just reflecting it's just the, the blueprints. Time. I mean, maybe it's just talk, gigs talking the hardest as well. That's probably the scariest video. In yeah, <laughs> but I think depending on the song, the blueprint's always gonna be the blueprint. It doesn't change whether it's America, whether it's here. Or does it just reflect the time? Are these videos just reflecting the times? So when you know the garage era was doing that, that was reflecting what was popular in our community. Channel U era, again, same thing. Do you know what I mean? Post-Channel U, same sort of thing with different artists. Is it just reflecting the times that we're in? I think it might also reflect... Because you're always, sorry, Yem, you're always going to get these things, isn't it? You're always going to see videos of people in clubs. People club. You're always going to see videos of people with a gang of man in front of their block. People because that's real life. That, do you know what I mean? So is it just that or are we lacking some no, I artistic think, I don't something? Think, I think they may have been, maybe generations were following what visually... They knew was successful or mm. looked successful as as far as being able to look the part, um, in order to be successful. Like the garage lot, pies, mm. excess, all that good stuff. Grime lot, grainier, maybe a little bit more quirky and creative, um, but still in the type of you know this is the underground, this is London, this is this that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. But that was what was popular at the time, and that was what you know meant something to them. So maybe they're just kind of following, maybe they were all following an idea of what was relatable to them and what made sense to them. Um, I don't necessarily think that's hampered like the UK music video, but it is something to consider for mm. sure. Um, but there's something we've come a long way and there's a lot of good directors doing it now as well. There's Nathan, yeah. Nathan Tetty, he directs for Heady Wine and a bunch of other drillers. Um, there's Ashley Jade. <laughs> Whenever Yemi says drillers, I laugh, man. <laughs> Um, there's Kirks, there's 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 loads, um, and they're all doing their thing, making yeah. making everyone look as, as as good as possible. Um, the actual art of directing has gotten better as well because mm. a lot of people Definitely. are, you know, actually that by trade, like directors by trade, and not just like holding a camcorder yeah. or whatever. So yeah. that obviously is reflected as well. So yeah, man, I think it's gone through a bit of a renaissance, isn't it? Yeah, much like the UK scene in and of itself, musically, visually, it's gone through its own kind of like development and renaissance for sure yeah what are some of the worst videos you guys remember seeing what was the one there was a disgusting end up one <laughs> was like, number one was pretty bad what was the one when they were walking upstairs which I think someone was cheating on someone oh don't waste my time they disgusting disgusting <laughs> disgusting video Absolutely. Well, what didn't you like about it just it everything the... he's knocking on the door and someone's knocking on the door just grainy <laughs> it looks like he's on 240 no nah, don't piss me off bro it's 240p can't even see the brother's head because he's cut off at some point can't see the female's <laughs> knees because he's cut off <laughs> like it's just a dick no that that's, video's that's, charity that's from low uh, no nah, honestly yeah that that's the first you see how quick I answer that that's always gonna stick in my head that video was mm. pathetic um the first video that I remember loving was from a UK artist, might have been P's and Q's, you know? Yeah, classic. Yeah. It was just so simple and basic, but I was just like, yo, this guy's... In Adi Ghetto. Mm. In Adi Ghetto's video was, yeah, to was me, it's iconic. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, it's iconic to me. Um, did you say Titi Strider number one? Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, that was disgusting. Yeah, that absolutely was, terrible. Wasn't he standing on sign? And it was like black, black background on sign? Because you know he's throwing it. Mm. He stood on sign. Fact, one yeah. of my earliest favourite videos was like... Um, Pinchy underground. It would be. When he's on top of the, that brick wall. It would be. In an academic tracksuit. I remember that like it was yesterday, man. I'm trying to think of other disgusting videos. Tiny pass out. Mm. Pretty bad. Yep. Yeah, I didn't like that one. Yeah. Wiley wearing my Rolex. Pretty bad. Yeah. Rolex sweep. Horrible, yeah. Horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was disgusting. Some dark, some dark times, man. 
Yeah, just that era generally. Because yeah. they're all wearing like really dead shades. And Same really sort of shit, leather, right? Really dead leather jackets with the spikes and, you know, those kind of those kind of half glove things. And, mm. Roll it, you know, roll, roll, uh, yeah. Yeah. Ed Hardy, like Ed Hardy, yeah. Where, why was Ed, Ed Hardy, Hardy ever yeah. a thing? Because he had the time. Skeps used to love it. I wear Ed Hardy down to my socks. Got so much Ed Hardy. I can buy my own. Yeah, he used to love. That's and disgusting. then they said flow dropped. Yeah, and that's not me. Oh, I'm trying to think of another video I hated. What was the one? What was the one Chipmunk done in Glazemore School? You should know. Yeah, the school. That ain't Glazemore or Part View. What was the one? Ah, oh, Chip did he chip? I don't want to hear no lip. Did he lip? I yeah, I didn't like that video. I didn't mind it. I didn't like that video. I didn't like that video. I didn't like that video. Oopsie Daisy was pretty trash. Oopsie Daisy was trash. I just remember him walking down the stairs. Sad. What's that song? Yeah, called is it called Diamond Diamond Pearls or Diamond Rings? Diamond, I like that one. When he was in the yeah. like the mobster suit, wasn't he? Wasn't Remind he me of Bugsy wasn't, Malone. Wasn't he? Wasn't he dancing with them, man? I don't like, know if on, was, on the stage. I don't remember. I feel like he was. Was he dancing with? Them? I think he was doing some dance moves still. <laughs> Big old chip. No, Big UK has, UK has had some horrendous, horrendous, yeah. horrendous music videos. But now I'm we, trying to think of some sort. Of but that. now we're at a point where it's hard to find some terrible videos. Mm. It might yeah. be samey, but to call them terrible, I don't know, man. They were, I don't know. It's yeah. a bit like all music now is very well produced mm. in the same way that a lot of videos now are very well put together. Yeah, it's just whether you like the actual content. Mm. You still find your grime daily video where you know there's a rapper in a hotel with a with a babe. There's a plethora of those. That's always going to be there, though, man. Yeah. Like, there's always story. Like, if you're talking Drew, you're always going to have 50 men behind you. Mm. Talking romance, you're going to have a babies with you. Some blueprints are always just going to be followed. Mm. But you don't really. You, I, when was the last time you saw a, a rap video where a man's begging for his babies back? You never really see that. Oh, a rap video where he's begging for his babies. DJ yeah. ironic. Stay with me. Yeah, but in the video, you know, was he actually begging in Stratford. I don't know. You know that? I, I just don't remember him. He was in a church. Yeah, you know have that. we ever even seen that in a rap video where he's begging for his babies back? What, just a rapper? I don't understand yeah. the relevance of this. I thought you said DJ Ironic. You know Jake, DJ Ironic you understand the relevance of this? Quick question, yeah? Can I tell someone? I'm the point quick. I'm trying to make I is really we need some more man begging for their babies. Bro. No, we don't. <laughs> the hell, go listen to Ray J. One wish, bro. About we need rappers. No, I don't. I need my rappers. We just need a bit more creativity. Yeah. Like, you know nah, what I mean? man. If you've got a song about a babes, why not? you got to show both sides. If, nah. you're, if that's the, if that's the like, content of the song too, why not? Go listen to LL Cool J. Hush. <laughs> I'm saying, isn't it? But back to DJ Ironic. You know he sells CDs at Stratford. Don't do that to DJ Ironic, man. Shout out to DJ Ironic. He had a couple of tunes, though. Tiny Dancer. What was his songs? I actually don't remember DJ Ironic's songs I think like Tiny that. Dancer was with Chip. So, yeah. He sampled out on John. I remember that one. That was good. I don't remember DJ Ironic like that. I remember him. Don't get me wrong. But I don't remember. There was I just no... remember Stay With Me. And I think he was visiting... He was in a church, and he was visiting maybe his babe in the hospital. Yeah, I have some kind of got that in my memory. Anyway, man. But Peter wants PSA to rappers. Get your babes back. According to so Peter. What I'm saying is, if you've got a song that is about a babe and you're begging for her back, do you know what I mean? Reflect that in the video. That's all. You don't really see that. Okay. And there were numerous songs like that. Sorry. Oh, mean, and there were numerous rappers that talk about, oh, you know, oh, I've lost my babes or I'm cheating. So, so you want to I mean, see They a... don't really reflect it in videos. So I'm you just wanna... saying reflect it in the video. So you want to see a telenovela of a guy <laughs> yeah, he definitely getting does. his babe back? <laughs> Hollywood drama. He wants it. And other than that, no. It was a tell <laughs> I mean, we could talk about R&B as well, man. What do you mean? People don't really talk about, they don't really like beg for their bass back no more. Everyone's too cool, man. No one asks for their bass back, innit? Especially guys. Guys don't ask for, yeah, guys it's don't ask for their bass back. Why are you indulging him? That's God. It's now. a shame. It's 2023. Well, I'm talking about R&B though. R&B. Boys, boys is after 10. R&B uh, is, yeah, you don't even, hey man. I'm going to see Chris Brown. <laughs> Keep that in. <laughs> Salute to the UK scene. Salute <laughs> to music videos. Salute to everybody doing it right now. 
And uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing how uh, the music video develops in this country. We're going to end really quickly with another topic. Um, we're going to talk about the UK some more. And we're going to talk about one of the greatest crews. I mean, they kind of were, but they also <laughs> weren't. But anybody who's anybody who grew up in the 2000s will have heard of this crew. Consisted of some heavy hitters even back then, but even heavier now. This group contained, let me get my notes, I named them all, Dole, Kano, Jammer, DWE, Footsie, Getz, Demon, Stormin, rest in peace, Mac 10, Sharky Major, Hitman Tigger, Lil Nasty, Louis White, Terra Danger, Fizz. We had some disgusting names back in the day, but that's another story. For this another crew day. was known as Nasty Crew. Marcus Nasty as well. Right, imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And no, I don't know why I forgot that. What? Um, yes, Nasty Crew. Um, that should have been the first name you said. Well, for reasons that I'll get into after the pod. Nah. But Nasty Crew were very much like one of the first really big grime crews. Um, they didn't have a lot of music out. Um, I remember Take You Out, which is like a grime classic. But I thought about them the other day and I thought to myself, are Nasty Crew, is the Nasty Crew, and the fact that they never really blew or went anywhere, is that the biggest what if in grime slash UK rap history? Because based off the names that I've mentioned, bro, they had a crew that could have taken them from then to even now. Um, and they would have still been relevant. So, yeah, that's just a question I wanted to pitch to you boys. Nah. No. It's not the biggest. No. no. Do you want to explain? <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. They probably wouldn't have even stayed together, man. I just don't think they're the biggest what if. I think the movement is the biggest what if, to be quite honest with you. And we saw, like, what happened with them. So there was no chance, like, Nasty Crew could have, like, gotten to that point. Because people don't really even know Nasty Crew as a collective like that. I don't think... The names that you just named, the greats that we consider to be great, weren't in the crew long enough for us to consider them to be nasty crew. Do you know what I mean? I think they were, they were affiliated at one point or another, but not for long enough to where we can place them in that conversation as as biggest what ifs. Nah, not at all. Not for me anyway. So not just off the, just, not just off the names? Mm-mm. No, movements no, well. They weren't, bro, they weren't really there for long enough, you know? Because all the names you mentioned, I don't think they were all there at the same time. I mean, Kano, D-Double... Jammer, they were all there at the same time. It was time. a very short period though, bro. It was a very short period. Yeah, I understand that. But at the same time, the fact that they were even a crew to begin with mm. and the fact that they've now become who they've become. Obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty, But when you think back, it's like, rah, they obviously left a lot of potential on the table. Are they your biggest wife? No. Oh. Well, I'm just posing a question. <laughs> I'm literally posing a question. That's what I do, boys. <laughs> no, it's the way you was... No, it's funny. Sorry, man. Um, I don't have a biggest what if necessarily, but I feel like any crew that has that level of star power has to be considered. I, I don't, I don't think so, man. Like, Getz and Kane, cool. Um, we consider D Double to be a legend, but I don't feel like outside them three, outside of them three, Jammer, is, Jammer, Jammer has become. He's carved his way. No, actually, no. Jammer is a legend. Yeah, but he's Jammer's a legend yeah, because Jammer's a legend. Yeah, he's not a legend for his music. Yeah, he's not. It's he's a legend for he's a figure, a huge figure in our scene, but not for the music. We are the judging this. Stuff. We would be judging this crew based on their music, right? 
more music and impact what they've been able to do. So then, nah, because if you're DW, we, have we had that solo album yet from DW? We've got two. Okay, two, which was like dropped how many years after he was doing his thing, really? But he was still that guy back then. Yeah, amongst MCs, he was like an MCs, MCs. But the point I'm trying to make is, I just don't feel like Gets and Kane alone could have like upheld that crew enough to where we're looking at nasty crews like the biggest waves. Because D Double, it took him a while to even get to a point where he was able to drop the two things right. Even though he was respected amongst other MCs, still it's not enough for me. Still the impact though. And we yeah. can't we can't ignore the impact. No, well, what, what's I'm, the impact? D Double E. No, I'm talking about generally the nasty crew. Nasty crew. I think you're talking oh. more individual though. No, I'm talking individual. Yeah, I was talking about nasty crew. But as for, I mean, if we're gonna quantify their impact as a crew, I mean, it's very minimal because, like you said, they weren't able to last that long. But for the sheer fact of having so many characters in that crew that are still household names, and that's just outside of um, the top liners like Gets, Kane, and D Double. When you think about someone like Terra Danger, who's established himself as a as, as like a very good producer. Yeah, for um, sure. You know, Marcus Nasty, he's still very much like a figure. Um, there's still a lot of like prestige in that crew. So I think have it's a bit like um Page Go, where they had Wiley, they had um Genius who founded Rinse FM, uh, Slimzy, who a lot of people consider the best grime DJ ever, DJ Target, very well respected in the scene. So I guess it's that same kind yeah. of thing. Mm. Um But we look at them more as solo guys. We don't look at them as guys collective. that came from Pairs you go. Therefore, no matter what they did, it's always great. individual. Yeah, we look at them as individuals, don't look at them as you know, the, these things didn't allow for them to like propel like Pez who goes on the greatest crews ever. So, and I, I think it'd be the same with Nasty Crew. I don't think, no matter how great we think Kane gets in DWR, their individual greatness would not have been enough for us to start considering Nasty Crew as one of the greatest ever. Because it's similar to the Wu-Tang team. The reason why we see them as like one of the greatest is because of what they did together yeah. before they went off and did their solo thing. Nasty Crew never did that, bro. They were cool, the solo things happened, but as a crew, they yeah. were never great. Yeah. More anything? No, nah, I'm just with me. It's just more because Scorch is my biggest what if in UK rap. That's why I'm always gonna have the movement ahead. Do you know what I mean? If Scorcher to me is the biggest what if everything went. We got to apply plan. the same logic to the movement, then, don't we? What do you mean? I mean, even though they dropped a mixtape, they weren't around long enough to really okay, penetrate but, as a group either. I hear you, but to me, I was just more of a fan of them than I am. No, just fine. individual fan individually I'm more way more of a fan of the movement than I am of um, oh, Nasty Crew so with me if Scorch is the biggest what if and if that all went well it's going to be the movement for me just because if that all panned out well you're looking at three of or four of arguably the top what pens ever in the UK mm. do you know what I mean that's four of the top let's just say you want to keep it nice say top 10 a solid what 40% of your top 10 in one click mm. imagine if that all worked out yeah well, I mean, it's the same logic as Nasty Crew. Imagine if it all worked out. But I don't think Nasty Crew rappers hold. I mean, we one don't evens know. itself out. One cancels each other out. But then, I, I'm not. I don't even want to sound blasphemous against DWE. And it's gonna sound blasphemous. No, I'm I not wasn't. Big, a big I'm not D the biggest DWE fan. fan. But I respect him. But he's a legend. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he's sure. an undisputed legend, Hall of Famer. Whatever you want to give him. I'm just saying, to me, who I'm a fan of, it's always gonna lean towards the movement. That's why to me, Nasty Crew. That's not, that's absolutely fine. And yeah, I'm not saying that you need to in any way consider Nasty Crew what if I just posed a question like that's a great question though what is the who's the biggest what if rap in the UK it's not Scorcher to me it's Scorcher sorry <laughs> to let you down there yeah 
That was a Scorcher fan though. Like I was a massive Scorcher fan growing up. Massive. Scorcher's up there for me. Hey, you, you, I think, yeah. You yeah, I was a Scorcher guy. I don't have one right now. Simply the best volume one and two, yeah. 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 Um, oh, yeah. I don't know. The Scorcher's in that conversation for me. Yeah. Scorcher and Merxton, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. See? So you picked the movement, I guess, innit? Yeah, I said that though. Fair enough. Well, salute to the Nasty Crew, though. Yeah, salute to all of them. Um, you know, even if they were very, very short-lived, um, you know, for people who were there, I'm sure they still remember it. And um, yeah, the fact that they were able, a lot of them were able to carve out careers and be legends in whatever way. Testament to them. I missed it. Clearly. Yeah, I can't lie, I missed it. Mm. I missed that whole train. Did you know? Yeah, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. Maybe I was confined in Tottenham too much. Probably. I genuinely think it was that, guys. What, you just being in Tottenham and never leaving? Yeah. They skipped me. To broaden your horizons. I'm 30 years old now, I do. I'm now. And back then. You didn't even know me back then. Mm. Worse than now. Back then, they didn't know me. In terms of how I was. They all know me. Yeah. Did you eat veg? Thank you very much, guys, for tuning in. It's been a pleasure. It's been a lo- lovely week. Catch you guys. Shout out to the Spotify Massive. The YouTube Massive. We don't need to do all that right now. <laughs> Don't need to do all that right now. <laughs> Did that already. <laughs> but thank you. Any okay. shout outs, guys? Oh, you trying to get us out of here for real? For no, real. no, I genuinely um, just want to say it. <laughs> no, I feel you. Uh, well, shout outs. Shout out, Spice. Oh, this guy here, fam. This is my shout out. <laughs> shout out, Coyle Ray. Shout out, Benzino's door. <laughs> you should shout out to Coyle Ray. Yeah. It's based on the conversation we were having. Her song is stuck in my head, by the way. I know it. Oh, that's fucking. Hey, no, I've, had, I've heard none of her music. No, there's a tick. You don't use TikTok, do you? No. Bro, then you use it. You know what I'm talking about, right? Virginia case. Apple one in it in it. That fucking song has been in my head the whole week. I've never heard. I've never heard. Quite I'll, 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 I'll play it for you. Actually, I have, but I, have no, I think she's got the biggest. Memorable. I think she's got the biggest song on TikTok right now. Good for her, man. No, shout out to Koyla Ray, man. Honestly, I'm never gonna listen to you, but salute to you. Who you? And salute to all the listeners, man. Salute to Drake's as well. Salute yeah, to Drake's in the cut. Making us look great. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that'll do it for episode 85. Had a great time. Um, thank you, boys, once again. I've got one more shout out. I want to shout out Neil Long. Because <laughs> you've been looking absolutely phenomenal. So I wanted to salute Neil Long. Obviously. For about 40 years. Fam? 30, 40 it's not even years. funny. Yeah. It's not even funny. That's Fuck. longevity. Bro, that's longevity. Yeah, she gets, she gets longevity. <laughs> yeah, that's longevity. Bro. She ain't never dropped a bad album. Mm. Symbolism at the Rams Like Dance podcast. <laughs> oh, but yes, you'll see us very, very soon. Shout us out on all of the socials. We are on at Rams Dimes Pod, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Follow us on YouTube as well. We're at Rams Dimes Pod there as well. Hit the bell so you're notified whenever we drop album reviews, new episodes, posts, shorts, all that good stuff. Yeah. We'll see you very soon. So until then. Take care, stay safe, stay blessed, and peace. I'm believing the words that we came. Assalamu alaikum. Okay. Wait, I'll shut up.